Hello and welcome to Podnapping, a podcast about podcasts. We're your hosts. I, yeah. I can't, Carrie, I, I can't do this voice. <laughs> Today's Hello. genre, pop yeah, no. culture. <laughs> welcome to Podnapping, a podcast about podcasts. My name's Josh. and uh, I'm Carrie. Oh, hi, Carrie. Hello. We are your podnosticators. I just made oh, that word up. I, mean, I like love that. it. We talk Good about podcasts. We talk about uh, podcasts. That's what we do. We recommend mm-hmm. podcasts by genre, and uh, we just we think that they need more attention. So we're going to yep. throw it at you, and we're going to tell you why we love them, and see if you love them too. Uh, we're not uh, the end all be all of podcasts. Everybody's opinions matter. Sure. Uh, you you matter. Uh, mm-hmm. But we matter more for this particular podcast because it's just in this ones, podcast. We're just the ones for doing like, it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just this so, period. But what does separate us from everybody else is just the sheer amount of podcasts that we listen to on a mm-hmm. daily, hourly basis. Um, because so we'll, we'll there's a lot out there. There's a whole sea of podcasts, and we need to we need somebody needed to dive in there and find the the great ones. So, yeah. So that's that's sort of what we do. That's what we pride ourselves on. That's what we so do. this is uh, episode three, and mm-hmm. the genre for this week, as you mentioned, is pop culture. Pop mm-hmm. culture, Carrie. What a uh, pop pop. What what is what is pop culture? Pop culture is highly intimidating to me. I was so afraid of this genre. <laughs> I, because I it's so lo- heavy hitting. <laughs> I have, they're so serious. I, I just have a very long history of um, really not resonating with pop culture. It's not that big of a deal now. I mean, the older I get, the less responsible people expect me to be for connecting with pop culture. But when I was younger, it was always sort of a point of contention yeah. and always something that made me feel really alienated and weird was I, had uh, a I, rem- very... I remember, Carrie, I've you... known you a long time. <laughs> you have never been the hip pop culture <laughs> go to friend that I had. No, I mean, if there was just pop culture that sort of was all about introverts, but I mean, I guess introverts wouldn't make something that would be popular. Eh, but I don't know. There's kind of a lot of that now. So Well, so what's interesting, what was interesting about this endeavor um, is I was a little anxious about doing it. I didn't feel qualified to do it. I brought up some of my old anxiety, which was kind of funny, I guess, um, about, you know, feeling like I just don't get it. Um, And I was pleasantly surprised digging into pop culture to discover it hasn't. I mean, look, some pop culture still does pop culture, but a lot of things have changed. And there are so many touches so many things so many things um so yeah what what pop culture includes is completely different than what i remember some of the intelligence behind some pop pop culture is really significantly better now you know it's not just people gossiping or shitting on people which is i think kind of what i always thought of with pop culture or who's dating who which i just don't care yeah Um, i mean there is that but there's so much more well, of course there's that. And I mean, that is something that will never be for me. But there's a lot more. And there are more people um, presenting pop culture uh, podcasts um, and conversations who I find much more interesting and who I actually learn things from. Um, there are some 
pod, uh, pop culture podcasts. That's a little bit of a tongue twister. There was some pop culture podcasts that are really big right now that I was pleasantly surprised were not disgusting. I really, really, really liked them. Um, there's one called Still Processing that everybody was talking about. It was wonderful. Um, there's uh, um, several others that are really, really big. I don't, I don't know if Pod Save the People would be considered pop culture, but they do interview some pop culture icons. Um, it's fantastic. It's one of my favorite podcasts. So there are people out there leading conversations under the umbrella of pop culture that no longer make me feel like a weird alien that should just try to socialize by herself in a closet. So, so what, are, what are some surprised. rules that d- define pop culture? I mean, obviously, TV and movies, um, music, uh, comic books. I feel like it's anything that is current, like, like any, just any, even like news, like like current yeah. events, even well, that yeah. includes pop culture, especially Most if like the, it hits the zeitgeist, the internet, correct. podcasts. So. It's, yeah. it's just so much. What are you, so like? What do you think that if you were going to pick some fields in which you excel at pop culture, what Uh-oh. are what are those fields? Uh, like, what do you think you know the most about in pop culture? Uh... <laughs> You're going to have to answer quicker, Carrie. Is... Shit! Um, we're, we're tight maybe... on time. Let's go. Oh, God, I'm sorry. Maybe maybe film? Maybe movies? Film. Probably movies. Oh, boy. That's, that's probably the closest because there's still a lot of music that I don't know. Like, there's still a lot of popular music. Like, I recognize the names, but I'm not really familiar with the music, right? I mean, I, I feel like I know about modern day hip hop and R&B than I do about like what would have, which is very confusing. I was looking at some hip hop podcasts too, because hip hop, for whatever reason, I find it fascinating. And I find when people talk about the history of hip hop, like Netflix had a fantastic um, uh, documentary about the history of hip hop. The only big downfall was there were not enough women included in it, which really bummed me out. But other than that, it was awesome. And I listened to a bunch of hip hop podcasts, but then I had to look up on the internet. Well, wait a minute. Is hip hop considered a part of pop culture? <laughs> because maybe what? it's not. <laughs> Why wouldn't it be? You know, from what I found on the internet, if the internet is, is trustworthy at all. Um, yeah. Some people said that, well, sure. I mean, pop culture is basically like it kind of includes anything that's popular today or current today. So if people are putting lots of like, you know, political um criticisms or reports in their pop culture podcasts and sure why not talk about any genre of music that is current so um yeah but I still don't know there's like a lot of pop music that I just I don't I don't I don't know like I I know the name but I sure. wouldn't be able to recognize their song like yeah. if you go through like if you were to click on like what's trending on YouTube like right Uh-oh. now for instance uh, would nope. you recognize anybody I I, I you want me to try? How does one do? No. Uh, so what do I do? <laughs> well, this is just this is telling. Uh, you would just like I, go I've to www. On go on your computer. Go on to www.youtube. Really? I you don't no, wait, https colon backslash backslash www.youtube. All one word. I see it. It's trending. It's got a little yes, flame just, next to it. That's right. Okay. Got it. I know what Game of Thrones is. Okay. 
That's good. That's definitely part of pop culture, as about 85% of all pop culture podcasts were Game of Thrones podcasts. I don't know what a food art challenge is. Let's see. Um, All the rest of this are very muscular men working out. I have a whole row of muscular men Hmm. working out. I'm not sure. That must have something to do with your your history. (laughs) Oh, I have a side effects of vaccines. I know about that debate. That is definitely probably a part of pop culture now. I was more curious about the music aspect. Um, Let's see. I'm not seeing. There's usually a good handful of videos that are uh, trending. I, I'm telling you, dude, like what's coming up under my trending has everything to do with like. like can you name uh, like a K-pop UFC, band? A who? <laughs> <laughs> Did you say K-pop? Yes. I, was like, I know what K-pop is. Okay. Um, I know what K-pop is, but uh, 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 the name of the band. One of my patients was just telling me about K-pop because she has teenage daughters. Yes. I can't remember popular. the name. I can't remember the name of the band. No, I'll never remember it. But I thought it was adorable that these two little like American girls were going to hear Korean music. Yes, but, um, and they but sing I in never... Korean. Right? No, I know. Hey, that's yeah. that's that's yeah. more than yeah. I thought. Yeah. But had yeah. it not been for that one particular no. person, Mm-mm. no idea. Okay. Just no, I don't sure. think I would have a clue. No, mm. I definitely. No, yeah. I think I'm you know definitely what? more yeah. in. I have more pop culture relevance throughout my life. I've sort of always kept tabs on on what's popular. Yeah. So uh, I, I would think that maybe 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 movies, TV, comic books is the only one where I've, I'm completely lost, which sucks because I always thought that uh, I would have been. I'm like a comic book guy. Yeah. That never read comics. I was just nobody. Yeah. None of my friends did. Um, it was all like when I was a kid, it was like baseball cards. You know, that's what we collected. Mm. Uh, those turned out to be completely <laughs> worthless, by the way. Um, it makes you sound like it was like the 50s or something to me. Yes. <laughs> and we were trading baseball cards. <laughs> yes. I got a, had a mint Joe DiMaggio. <laughs> Collecting stamps. No. Yeah. I would put yeah. them in the spokes of my bicycle to make a motorized <laughs> noise. No, no, this would have been, I mean, not to age myself completely, but I'm an, I'm an 80s child. Yeah. Uh, so it would have been there. There was a little uh, baseball card boom back then. But I wish, like, if I could go back, I would collect comics instead of baseball cards. And then would have been a completely different person, probably. Um, so definitely television. And then and that has gone. I've been a TV kid young adult mm-hmm. middle-aged adult and elderly adult and then senior citizen <laughs> i've been all of those things uh with tv at the forefront i've never not yeah. watched television i was raised by television hi mom yeah and uh <laughs> i've continued continued that throughout my life so uh you know netflix hulu yeah. hbo like i don't do cable because nobody should right um but yeah, uh, so I think I'm fairly in touch. I, I look at, I watch YouTube quite a bit um, to stay relevant. Um, yeah. I, I, I also have a young daughter uh, who mm. is 20 years old. So true, I constantly true. ask her, you know, what is happening? Um, don't don't leave anything out. Give me all the good, what? all the bad. What, what do the kids what listen to have... these days? Speaking well, yeah, to are, my ear horn. What are what are kids saying these days? What's <laughs> saying yeah 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 that's true you have like a you have like a young person in your life yeah i don't have that many the only young people i have in my life 
are, are patients. You know what I mean? And I don't ask them those questions. So, right. yeah, I don't. I'm um, also relying on that my daughter is hip and I'm not sure. I'm, I I'm know. Not, she's my outlier. She could. I don't know. She seems pretty hip. Yeah, I like I her. I think most kids are aware of what's what's going on, right? Even if they don't like it or even if it doesn't resonate with them. You know, not everybody's like right. a shut-in. Yeah, so I was excited totally. for pop culture uh, because of the sheer amount of uh, things to choose from. Uh, and there's, mm. a, there's a lot of pop culture podcasts out there. There's no doubt. So what, what what's our order this, this week? Uh, oh, I did My the intro. F- so you, you're going. Yeah. My picks go first. Yep. I'm I'm up. I'm you want to just get into it? Uh, I do, actually. So some of the things that I was looking for. So when I took on this journey, aside from the fact from being pleasantly surprised that there are some really fantastic pop culture podcasts out there that did not make me feel weird, I was really looking for pop culture podcasts for people who may be may identify as not enjoying pop culture Mm -hmm. so we exist right those of us who are a little on the outside of the house so the first thing i found was this podcast called science ish science ish is pretty big in the uk yet again i've chosen one that's big you're going outside outside the u.s I am. I'm just always leaving the U.S. Hello and welcome to Science-ish. I'm Rick Edwards, joined as ever by Dr. Michael Brooks. Hello. So Science-ish was, is, absolutely spectacular. Dr. Michael Brooks holds a Ph.D. in quantum physics from the University of Sussex. (laughs) Whatever. Big deal. And (laughs) Rick Edwards is a writer and television presenter who also happens to have a natural sciences degree from Cambridge. Uh, These two fellas have written a few books together, which ultimately, I believe it was the books that led to the podcast. So every single episode takes the plot of a movie, mostly fantasy and science fiction films. I mean, they're not going to dissect love stories here. And they take the plot of any sort of fantasy or science fiction film and they interview experts from around the world, scientists from around the world, about the plausibility of the plot. And I was a little scared, blown away, and totally entertained. So the first episode I listened to, they all the episodes are listed by the show, the television show or the film that they're going to explore. So you can look it up by show or movie. And so I looked at Altered Carbon first. If you're not familiar with Altered Carbon, it was a television is a television show on Netflix. It basically proposes that in the future, we'll be able to download our consciousness into uh, new bodies, right? We'll be able to have like these pristine cyborg bodies, but really it becomes something that only the wealthy can do. So it ends up creating these, you know, immortal gods that are rich people who can afford to keep downloading their consciousness. And then all the poor people kind of like waste away in natural organic dying bodies, So they took Altered Carbon, the premise of Altered Carbon, and they interviewed scientists about the downloading of consciousness. And it turns out, y'all, it's not that crazy. And our one question, I mean, fairly obviously, is 
Could I upload my mind to a computer chip? Yes. Oh, is that it, is it? Yeah, should we go home now? Um, I think we should probably do a bit more about okay. it. Okay, all right. So presumably... This okay, so, so that's, what, that... that's what this podcast does. It takes weird ideas that are brought up in all kinds of movies mm-hmm. uh, and TV shows and then gives you the science of whether or not it's actually possible. Correct, yeah. Okay. It's, uh, it's, yeah, it's awesome. so good. It's, it's so good. Tr- it's kind of bullshit, though, because they're. it's like they're teaching you and you're like, I didn't ask to be taught anything right now. They're sneaky like that. <laughs> right. I want to listen to a podcast to, to just like, you know, just I not just... think about anything. And the next Garble thing you know, gook. right, I'm learning <laughs> shit and I don't like that. I got to tell you, some of it might like make you kind of shit your pants because like the Contagion episode, they had the oh. episode of dissecting the movie Contagion, which if you haven't seen, you it's should see when you feel horrifying. emotionally ready. It is horrifying. And it tr- Contagion basically, pr- I mean, the, the, the information's all in the name. It proposes this you know, virus hits the U. I think it's in the U.S., right? Contag- yeah, Contagion's in the U.S. And then it's, you know, the way it spreads, where it came from, it's how it manifests. It's not just that, though. It's how they shot that movie. Like, they would just was, focus yeah. in on the, like, you just, you know, somebody sneezing and then them touching a the, banister or, like, an yeah. escalator or something. And then yep. it, it just sort of followed. Ugh. Like, can you, I can't imagine, like, somebody filming my life in that way. Like because, all your germy, gooky, oh, spready no, bits. It would, it would just be hell. And I'd be like, really? <laughs> but, you know, the people they interviewed Hold about on, Contagion. Let me get, i got to get some hand sanitizer real quick. <laughs> I, you need to put on your hazmat suit and your rubber gloves. I The people they interviewed about Contagion, I mean, all of them agreed that it is an, a spectacular film because it's so accurate of what could happen and what it would look like. And kind of what to prepare yourself for. So the next time you watch Contagion, curl up in that warm, cozy blanket and count the days until a virus wipes out everyone you love. But in the meantime, Sciences is a fantastic podcast for people who might find themselves a little, you know, averse to pop culture. This is a great podcast for you. Anything else you want to say about uh, really science? For anybody, I know you love Because I, I love pop culture, and uh, I, I found these guys completely entertaining. Uh, it was like I was listening to like like Michael Caine talk of science. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. It's just kind of two old, older gentlemen. Um, mm-hmm. They're you know they kind of have older gentlemen sensibilities. Um, yeah, they do. They, they do swear a lot. Uh, but, I like this about them. Yes, they, it, it humanizes these Cambridge and uh, what's the other where do you go? What was the other one? Cambridge like and the University of Sussex. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, it does definitely humanize them a little. They're they're fun to listen to. Um, mm-hmm. And then they, their interviews are just fascinating. I, I really, are. really like this podcast. I've like added it to my, like every episode, anytime they publish an episode, I'm just going to start listening to it as, it as they come out and probably backlog them as well and just go through all the ones. Because I only got to listen to like a couple I think I right. listened to the, the Wally episode. Do you know what it stands for? No, go cool. uh, Waste Allocation Landlifter Earth Class. Oh, so it should be... Oh, sorry, no, I got Wallach. that wrong. I got oh, did that, you? Yeah, I got that wrong. <laughs> <laughs> go on, have one more go. Waste Allocation Load Lifter Earth Class. My favorite one that I listened to was the Deadpool episode. Uh, and in this episode, they discussed the regeneration of limbs. And... 
I could not have been more glued to my headphones. Like I was just like, really? what? I could not believe how close we are scientifically to being able to do this. Like, wow. like he, the, he even said like he went into this, like when they started to go, you know, delve into this, uh, this idea for Deadpool, um, that, that he went into it thinking there's, there's no way, like we can't even be close to this. And then right. by the end of all of his uh, research, he was like, this is going to happen. Like in, if not my lifetime, my child's lifetime, like it's, it's, it's so crazy. It was it was so cool. It was gross. It was uh, it was everything I like. It was everything I love. It was awesome. Yeah, I was actually reading the other day on the internet about military grade invisibility suits. Don't ask questions. So I was uh. reading about these, and it turns out that this is not not happening. Like they are really trying to figure out how to use the material from like amphibians and then other, you know, cuttlefish like creatures that can make themselves invisible and how to <laughs> adhere it to the human body so that basically you're wearing like a, it probably won't be a, a true invisibility suit, but some type of cloaking, you know, high sure. grade cloaking device. Yeah. These things yeah, are like that's what the Deadpool really one is doing, too, is taking like creatures in nature and like yes. figuring out how they do this yeah um, like uh the planarian worm uh, like you can actually like cut it in half you can cut it lengthwise or wide wi- lengthwise wide wise yeah. and it will grow back wide wise four of them <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. It'll grow, like, like plants. four of them and they were doing mm-hmm. crazy scientific experiments like they would like there was a thing where they would like sort of train a, uh one of these worms to do an act like it was like mm. with some like electrical stimuli or whatever of like what not to eat and where to eat that kind of thing. Yeah. It was just some, yeah, yeah. some experiment. And then, and then they took that worm and they cut it in half lengthwise. Right. Right. It regenerates. And both of them now remember to which, you know, the, the Pavlovian response or whatever to whatever uh-huh. uh, it was. It, and then they did it with, you know, I don't know, half-wise. They cut it in half. And uh, even the half that grew a new brain altogether yes. still remembered. Like, it retained that information. What it learned. Like, I don't. What I didn't understand is why planarian worms aren't, like, ruling the world at this point. Okay, so it turns out, like, octopi, right? Octopi are one of the smartest freaking creatures on the planet and the truth is they would totally rule the world by now they would be like eating us right if they lived long enough so an octopus lifespan i believe is maybe two to three years and then they die and so you know at least the people that i've met at (laughs) um like the aquarium and They just don't have time to develop the technology to live longer. But uh, yeah, the people that I've spoken, because I love aquariums. I'm an aquarium junkie. And so one of the docents at the aquarium was, you know, standing by this magnificent octopus. And she said, well, he's really old now. He's about two and a half. You know, we Mm. don't know how much longer he's going to go. Do you have little spectacles on? No, but that would be so cute. I think octopi are beautiful. I really dig them. But yeah, yeah no, so yeah, cool. they, they, they should be ruling the world if only probably they lived long enough. So their lifespan is currently the only hmm. thing that's standing between us and them, you know. Well, like the o- oxygen thing, probably. 
Sure, sure, sure. The oxygen thing. But there's another But I would rather thing. have like eight tentacles that can do what octopus tentacles do than opposable thumbs, yeah. you know? I don't disagree with you one bit. Yeah, I was listening to, well, Brian was listening to this, uh, God, I don't remember his name. I wasn't prepared to talk about this. But anyway, it's some scientist who's trying to figure out how to deal with our changing environment. And so basically he was saying, look, we have to figure out how to create humans that either require less oxygen or we have to figure out how to survive on planets that have less oxygen, also known as like Mars, right? So this guy was talking about how, well, one, they've created a product where they've taken mice and they have successfully created like the capillary fountain of youth. So they've taken mice and given them this drug that they've created, which I don't remember that I'm not prepared. I'm sorry, but they've given them this compound that they've created and like a three-year-old mice mouse grew the capillaries of like a six month old mouse so basically Hmm. he's saying like yeah once we can give this to humans you know you when you're 50 you have like half the capillary production that you had when you were 20 but we can get it back up to when you were 20 years old which i have no idea what that's gonna look like but he was also talking about how they were using um different uh um like what are those things like the mites the creatures that live on us right the 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 little the little creatures that live on us that that eat that eat our skin cells and stuff mm. so <laughs> there's like creatures like that like these really these small microscopic Hold creatures on. i got to get more uh, sanitizer give me one second <laughs> Like some of these things can go for 30 days without oxygen. And so a lot of these scientists working on this are modeling this possible splicing of our genes with these creatures so that we perhaps require less oxygen. And yeah, but aren't, the we, aren't we just going to figure out like aging and then there's just we're just never going to die either. So there's just going to be more and more and more, too and, many, more and more of us. Too many. Yeah, just too many friggin' people, man. I mean. I don't know. There's only so much messing with nature before it's kind of like, this is turning into like a really, really creepy situation. Yeah, there's definitely too much traffic. There's too much traffic. That's all I care about, really. (laughs) But we'll be able to take like automatically driving pods or something by then, you know? I mean, what do I know? I'll be dead as a doornail and I'll be able to afford all this crazy stuff. I'll still be, I'll be in an automatic flying pod and still be yelling at the automatic flying pod. (laughs) Next to me. What are you doing? Just waving no, my fist no. in the air. Yeah. <laughs> Just this crazy little old man screaming at the pod. Oh, that would be. I mean, what am I talking about? It's going to happen. Like, they're going to happening. be scenes like that for sure. Okay. So, basically, science ish, you guys. Fucking great oh. podcast. We it might be the most addicting, it. addicting podcast I listen mm-hmm. to. Yeah. It's really good. Okay. Pick two. Pick two is a podcast called She's All Fat. Um, our she's host all for fat. Po- she's all fat. Okay. She's, she's all, all that. that. She's all fat. See, Although, okay. See, I mean, it's hip. really you like. Know what, you know what that was a playoff of? Your hip. She's I'm, all that. I'm pr- pretty hip. Yeah. Um, our hosts here. Hold on. Let me, are... let me text my daughter and see if and a bag of chips is still a, <laughs> a, is still a phrase people use. <laughs> Um, so our hosts here are April and Sophia. These two women are both young writers um, living in Los Angeles, California. The podcast is currently on its fourth season. Ooh. 
This is, I mean, this is small media, you guys. These two adorable women are constantly talking about how all they want to do is make it to the new and noteworthy section. <laughs> so they're always, you know, trying to engage their listeners, asking their listeners to consider uh, reviewing their podcast on iTunes so that they, you know, slowly climb their way to the top of this list. Is that, is that know, how it works? You got to get reviews on <laughs> iTunes? Yes. You know, are we every- on iTunes? Not yet. We'll be on iTunes soon, though. We'll be on. But they rejected us because we didn't have enough. Because we didn't have enough episode. Whatever. Anyway, iTunes, schmitunes. No, we love you, iTunes. Really, take us. But so these two women. You know, every single Tom, Dick, and Harry that is famous has a podcast. And look, I'm not shitting on your right to have a podcast, but there needs to be some place for small media where people that are not seen on the big screen and have a bazillion outlets for their voice have an opportunity to be heard. So that's the best thing about the medium. This is true, but I think that these two women are bringing something that's, I think they're bringing something that's really needed right now. This is again, a perfect opportunity for something that they're bringing. So these uh, two ladies started this podcast as a body positivity podcast. They basically talk about fat culture, issues in fat culture, um, everything from clothing to health issues to finding a doctor that doesn't treat you like shit to, you know, seeing themselves in films, seeing themselves on television. I mean, there's a lot here that, one, I really enjoy, but two, I actually learn a lot from these two young women. I learn a lot about, yeah. Sorry, body positivity sounds like a like that's like a broader term. What what, what it, does that mean? It is, and actually, I really like. So okay, so April is not participating that much in season four now. Um, Sophia has publicly said on the podcast she's taking some time for herself to focus on her health. Apparently, April doesn't really want her to say that anymore. I don't know. It's all on the podcast. I'm not saying anything. It's not on the podcast. However. So when the two of them are together, uh, it's really met. They're so delightful together. They just have great chemistry. But Sophia is currently on her own. Um, You know, April is only in there for like three minutes, three to five minutes each podcast. So Sophia, the most recent episode I listened to um, is an episode calling Spilling the Disability, T-E-A. This is in season four. This is where she actually reaches out to a disability advocate but they were talking about the intersection of you know fat activism and disability activism and it was so interesting because again I just learned so much about their experiences and about you know what they're asking for really in the grand scheme of things is so small so I really 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 love it. The producers of this podcast are the women from Call Your Girlfriend. So if you like Call Your Girlfriend, which I really enjoyed, these two women are behind She's All Fat. And uh I would love to help these girls get their dream, capture their dream, sure. and make it to new and noteworthy. I mean, it I sounds like it's a it. very positive podcast. I I'm still not sure <clears throat> what body positivity means I'm oh, not sure oh i guess that. i didn't really I, I didn't really answer your question how about here's what, here how about this i'll say what i think it means and then you okay, tell me sure. where i'm completely wrong <laughs> oh that sounds so great okay but okay to me body positivity just seems like a general term and being comfortable with mm. what you are 
whether yeah. that is a, a any race, religion, uh, uh, but mostly, oh, I guess body positivity would be mostly mostly your body. That seems like right. So tall, fat, skinny, short, uh, all of these things kind of all encompassing and just being okay with who you are and also being okay if you want to change who you are um, and just being positive and inclusive. You are not far off. And uh, I think I think that it does include all of those things, race, gender, you know, lack of gender, if you choose not to sure, have, identify, it's identify all with the gender. It's all, it's all those things. And one of the things that at least, so this idea of body positivity kind of often gets thrown as like this, like, oh, you know, sensitive little crybaby kind of thing. And so a few things I want to say about that. One, I really love how these women approach some difficult subjects. They had one episode called Fat Trader. That's in season three. I listened to that one. So first, we want to talk about what might be defined as a fat trader. So a fat trader might be like someone who was considered body positive and then gets weight loss they lost surgery. A bunch of weight and now they're basically hawking, you know, diet schemes to other fat people to try to make money. And mm-hmm. uh, I looked this up so that I could have something to kind of back this up with. The reason why, you know, this is such an issue for a lot of people who are living as fat people in our society is, according to Tracy Mann, who's a UCLA associate professor of psychology and lead author of the study um, regarding uh, weight loss and dieting, apparently you can lose 5 to 10% of your weight on any number of diets, but then the weight comes back. She also said that sustained weight loss was found only in a small minority of participants, while complete weight gain was found in the majority. Diets do not lead to sustained weight loss or health benefits for the majority of people. Several studies indicate that dieting is actually a consistent predictor of future weight gain. And that's from Janet Tomiyama, a UCLA graduate student of psychology and co-author of the study. You nailed the pronunciation. Yeah, I think I did okay. Uh, so, so yeah, so this idea of a fat trader, like you're hawking bullshit, right? Like you're riding this high. If you lost the weight, you're convincing yourself you're what not going to What if they're yet. like hawking like, like exercise equipment or... So exercise is an interesting topic that they tackled that I really appreciated. So this is something that I come across a lot in a lot of patients that I treat. Um, this idea of one, you know, fat people wanting to be able to exercise in an environment where they're not treated poorly. This is a problem. Like some areas do have gyms that cater a little bit more to plus size people. But another part of this is sort of the way that we're programmed to look at exercise. I've had patients take on these like challenges, right? I don't discuss weight loss with my patients. I don't push weight loss with my patients. That is not something that I am comfortable doing. I want to treat them at whatever size they are. And I believe that they're capable of achieving health and, you know, feeling good about themselves wherever they're at. And I also know that a lot of diets fail. But so some of them will take on these challenges. They'll be like, oh, I'm doing the six week challenge for this boot camp. I'm doing this eight week yoga challenge. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. And at the end of the challenge, they'll often come to me disappointed and they'll say like, oh, I only lost like three pounds or I only lost five pounds. So it's like they don't want to do it anymore. So like it affects I, them mentally. Yeah. And then I have to be the one that says, well, yeah, but you also reported that you don't have any back pain anymore and that like <laughs> you're sleeping better and you've been feeling less depressed, you know. So 
exercise has a lot of benefits and I don't think that weight loss should be the number one thing that we seek when we do it. There's so much more to exercise. I mean, that is not why I ever started exercising. I I was, I think I was 10 years old when my aunt told me you should exercise because you have really bad depression. And that was how I thought that's what I thought exercise was. It was something you did to kind of try to self-treat your depression that nobody takes you to treatment for. Oh, maybe this is a problematic memory. But, you know, it 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 is something that At least they when didn't they were just, just start feeding you pills. Yeah, that's true. That would suck more. But I feel like that's what they, they, they talked do now. about. That's so true. They talked about it in that episode and they talked about how there's nothing wrong with exercising either and that they find the other side of the coin is a lot of like, you know, fat people will start exercising and they're just starting to like feel good because they're moving their bodies. And of course, this is another ability issue. Not everyone go to the gym and move their bodies and we should all understand that. But some people who do and they start to feel better and then they start posting like feeling good and then a lot of fat activists kind of jump on them like fuck you. So they were really great at balancing the conversation as far as talking about like, look, they're not telling you that you should be exercising. They're not telling you they're trying to lose weight. They're literally just choosing to move their bodies and there's nothing wrong with it. And so I appreciate they they, yeah, they if I remember of, they were a little they were a little uh, concerned about possible backlash from people from that episode. So they Sure. Were, yeah, cuz I, I guess there's just people with just differing opinions uh, of course. on all sides so they can get but vocal. I, absolutely. But I mean, I think this is a fantastic podcast if you have fat people in your life, if you have fat teenagers, if you have fat loved ones, you know, who need to listen to somebody who looks more like them, who experiences a lot of things that they experience, you know, conversations that I didn't start having until I was in my late friggin' 30s, where I learned, like some of the bullshit that we put up with that we just thought was normal. One of my girlfriends is a plus size person. And she talked about how many times she would just be walking down the street and some guy would yell from his car, fat fatty, or fat fuck. And she's just walking down the street, minding her own business. <laughs> and so, you know, she would come back with these funny quips just to try to, like, make the situation more awkward for them than for her. But you sure, hear but... that and you're like, what the fuck is wrong with these people? And you realize that, you know, people do need people who look like them and who live similar experiences to them telling like creating a movement because this this is bullshit that happens I mean this bullshit's happening on the street all the fucking time I mean I dealt with my own type of bullshit you know I remember going to like clubs in Los Angeles because girlfriends wanted to go out dancing and guys telling me I wasn't pretty enough to be there I mean I remember people saying that to my Uh, face on more than one occasion and being like who the fuck are you? And of course, I would say something to verbally castrate them because yeah. one, I want them to die. And two, like, I don't know who raised you, but whatever your insecurity is, you're not going to pour it on me. Well, that but just I sounds be, like a bunch of asshole guys, to be honest with this you. This is totally true, but it happens in really large, it happens so often. Hmm. It happens every fucking day. Yeah. I've gotten the uh, what are you questions. Oh, God, yes. The what are you question, right? Where are you from? Okay, that seems a little loaded, but okay. Chicago? Right. I think it's my nose. I think my nose just makes it very confusing for them. They're just like, what (laughs) What is that? And what did that come from? Where did that come from? 
But I used to get that question all the time, you know. So, to how, yeah. the, so I think I kind of got the idea, uh, and obviously from listening, um, you know, I know what the show is. But uh, how do you think this podcast like touches pop culture? Is it because there is no people like them in pop culture, or is yeah. it? Do they talk about like? I, obviously, I didn't hear uh, all the episodes, but do they talk about like, you know? Uh, fat culture in Hollywood and like just different aspects of pop culture. I'm just curious. They absolutely do. They talk about fat culture in Hollywood. They interviewed the woman who wrote or directed shoot Dumplin, which is on um, Netflix. Well, it's a book, but it's, they, they made it into a movie on Netflix. It's adorable. If you like Dolly Parton and drag Queens, you'll love Dumplin. And also they talk about clothing lines that make clothes that are like, not just potato sacks, you know, that they feel like fit their bodies, but they're also like made to be cute. They talk about um, uh, products that they're using that they feel like are more environmentally sound. I mean, they bring these are all these are all parts of pop culture sure. and they bring all of that information to a very, very niche group. It just so happens somebody they, like me. Also and they push out <laughs> they push out podcasts every week. They do. It is a weekly podcast. And I would love to get some more listeners, especially right now. I mean, Sophia said in the episode, Chacha Changes, that. Yeah, I hope you know, everything's okay. Yeah, I hope everything's okay. But also, you know, this is a scary endeavor for her to be taking on her own. And uh, she seems to be doing just really beautifully with that. And so I would love to, I would love to get more people listening to it and more people supporting her and more people you know, resonating with a woman who identifies this way, even if you don't identify this way. Like, it is it is nice for me to listen to her and to have so many connections with her. Um, the humanity so the, of everything. Yeah. The humanity of everything. Hey, Carrie, so, just, uh, yeah. just so you know. Um, yes. If you ever want to know about fat people, all you got to do is ask. <laughs> just, I'll, I'll give you the skinny, no pun intended. Let, let's uh, let's do your uh, two picks again and uh, just go ahead and give them the plug. Okay. So, folks, science-ish, science-ish, that is science, parentheses-ish, and parentheses, Rick Edwards and Dr. Michael Brooks, fan-friggin-tastic podcast. And then next we have She's All Fat with your hosts April and Sophia, two young writers from Los Angeles, fabulous ladies to support, four seasons available. All right. Pod nobbing thumbs up for both of Pod those. Pod nobbing thumbs up. Let's yep. take a little break and then uh, we'll you. cover my two picks. I got two picks coming. Fabulous. And we're back. We're back. Hope you guys. Uh, what, did you go to the bathroom? I did not. <laughs> I did not. I'm okay. gonna hold it. I'm gonna hold it. All right. This is a All long right. time. So, Josh. Yes. I got two two picks picks for pop pop culture. Mm -hmm. Um, The first one I'm going to talk about is a very simple name. Uh, It's just the two people's names as the name of the podcast. The Dan and Cody podcast. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think this is actually be a great time to uh, plug our social media because this is how I found them. They were they followed us on Instagram. I followed them. And uh, they seemed awesome. I, they were just 
I pretty much listen to a lot of the Instagram stuff um, because it's easy because there's links right into the in the bios where I could just go in and listen to a lot of episodes. So it's a fantastic way if you have a suggestion or if you have your own podcast and you want us to check it out, uh, go ahead and uh, follow us on Instagram at Podnobbing. Uh, we also have a Twitter account, which is, uh, you know, it's there. Uh, it's also at Podnobbing. <laughs> Um, and our Facebook page is also a good way to contact us if you would like. Uh, just search uh, Podnobbing and find our group. You will we will accept everybody into that group. We will accept it. and uh, or email uh, directly at uh, Podnobbing at gmail dot com. So this one, the Dan and Cody podcast, I found through Instagram, and it was the best of the best of the pop culture ones that I listened to. Um, they how it relates to pop culture is a little funny um, because they just kind of talk. Uh, they're they're mm-hmm. very good at just, just conversing with each other. They're very humorous, uh, good back and forth. Uh, it's e- they're easy to listen to. Um, the, the production is pretty good, uh, and it, it, it's just an easy podcast to listen to. But where the pop culture comes in is in their everyday lives. They're always talking about what they've been doing, whether it's going to see you know, a new movie or it's going, it's talking about the, you know, latest Thrones episodes or politics or other current events. Uh, just mostly their daily lives have something to do with pop culture as does, you know, a lot of people out there. So, um, I recommend it. I recommend the Dan and Cody podcast for that. They're just, they're just funny. I, I, I was laughing out loud quite a bit. Uh, did you get a yeah. chance to listen to any? I did. I listened to a couple episodes. They're really charming. And, there was one particular episode where they just spent several minutes talking about stress eating and one guy's um uh oh shoot what are those little bobblehead things called now i'm forgetting bobbleheads no 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 oh no oh, no cuz cody's got a i think it's cody one of them Funko. has a Funko huge pops yeah the popco they're called uh, Funko little pops dolls. the funko pops yeah. yeah yeah funko pops he's got like uh, tons of them He's like right. a toy collector, yeah. and yeah, he does all kinds of stuff with it. Yeah, yeah, he's got it. That he comes up in a lot of it. talking about like looking up at his Funko Pops just to feel better, and sometimes he'll just like take pictures of them to feel better. <laughs> and I really appreciated that because it was just this very vulnerable, honest statement. I also like that they both—they're both married dudes, um, and they both seem to dig their wives, and their wives seem to be supportive of the podcast. Sometimes you'll hear them laughing in the yeah, background. Yeah, you can hear them and, chime in in the background. Yeah. I appreciate that, too. You know, you don't have a couple of dudes like bitching about the ball and chain. You got a couple of guys that like they dig their ladies. Um, And so I really appreciated that. And uh, I I just like their introduction. The the introduction is also quite funny. No, they're very likable. And they do talk about they do talk about movies like popular movies. um, And they talk about but they also talk about like camping. I think it is. I think if you're looking for a podcast of two you know dudes that do like they do dude stuff but they're not dicks like they're cool right they're sweet they're vulnerable they love their people they're two totally different characters yeah like in in my mind but i can kind of visualize them Uh, they have a picture of themselves they're they're not what i thought they would look like but um the did you happen to hear the one where he was talking about he's talking about the avengers movie the the and he wore a diaper oh my god that killed me (laughs) To prepare myself, I got some CVS brand overnight underwear with leak barrier cuffs. What? Now this is eight times 
You paid for those? It absorbs eight times its <laughs> you weight. You wore them? And this is the ultimate version. But what Cody you doesn't wore... know is I'm going to be sitting right next to him in the movies pissing myself. <laughs> he had no idea that the one guy was wearing diapers the entire time. And then God. he makes him guess whether or not he actually used the diaper. Pee knowing diaper. that he knowing that he had this giant, you know, eighty five ounce soda that you get Slurpee at the theater. Soda yeah. Thing. <laughs> yeah, that oh was man, true. I was dying. I was dying. It, it was pretty funny. And the fact that people are like wearing diapers to not have to get up and pee during a movie is just I mean, totally ridiculous. But then I I can I can go I can go days. I think you're severely dehydrated, my friend. However, okay, also I drink water all the time. I know, but it's I don't know where it thing. goes. I don't know where it goes. <laughs> I cry a lot. I think I think for like once again, it's like if you want to listen to lots of people listen to podcasts where women are just like chatting because it gives them a sense of community and friendship. And so sure. podcasts it's, where it, dudes they're are almost, chatting, they're almost parallel actually uh, in some ways um, yeah. to the she's all fat just because it. it it's it's just it's well no no it's not i feel like she's all fat was a little more serious they're yeah, funny they're actually funny serious. they're they're both funny yeah, um, but are. i think the topics are a little more serious uh, and sure. these guys are funny but the topics not so serious um this is true however still... actually that's not 100 percent true because there's a couple times listening to these guys where i started like like they went away from the comedy for just a little bit and they start talking about like deeper things, and I was like, "Huh, huh. so it's another level to this podcast." So that's that's another reason I chose it. Uh, yeah, one is from like the DC Maryland uh, uh, Maryland area. I think that's Dan yeah. and uh, Cody mm-hmm. is like a Midwest guy, um, mm-hmm. so you can kind of hear that come through as well. Um, but they got tons of episodes. They've been doing this a long time. They're very uh, easygoing with each other. You could tell. I think they're on like episode. The newest one, 167. So wow. they, they are not newbies. They've been doing this a while, and you can tell. So if you just want to hear some funny dudes talking about funny shit, yeah. uh, I, I highly recommend the Dan and Cody podcast. I think it's a lot of fun. Uh, if we could play their intro, we should. This is Dan and Cody podcast. <laughs> this is it. Right here, Cody. You put on those headphones, and you go to work. Why are you yelling? This is where our message is heard. It's time to get hyped. Say- Let's move on to your next pick. Mm. Uh, one came to me called This Movie Changed Me. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is hosted by Lily Percy. Uh, she mm. is uh, uh, she's known in the podcast world. She produces a lot of other stuff. She did some NPR work. Um, but she, her voice is just very soothing. Hello, fellow movie fans. I'm Lily Percy, and I'll be your guide this week she's just do you know how sometimes you could just like look at a picture of a person and kind of gauge the personality almost just from an image <laughs> yeah i don't she know how just accurate seems that like ever an, is but yeah oh i don't it's probably never accurate but she <laughs> just seems like a very nice person um and yeah. she's definitely easy to listen to um yeah. just fast and witty and what she does is she talks to different people every ep- episode um, I don't know where she finds these people, honestly. Uh, I thought that at first they were industry people, like in yeah. like writers, and but they seem to be coming from all walks of life. Uh, hmm. And she asked them uh, what movie changed their life, 
not, I don't, it's yeah. not even necessarily their favorite movie. It's just the movie mm-hmm. that affected them the most. And yeah. I thought this premise was awesome. Uh, so yeah. I, I, yeah. I looked forward to listening to it. I, the first one I listened to, I was hooked. They're pretty yeah. short. They're like only 30 minutes or so each. Yeah. Um, they yeah. incorporate a lot of like clips and music from the movies that they're talking about, which makes for a highly produced and easy to listen to podcast. Mm. Um, and just hearing how different movies change different people and the way that affected them was uh, it was just really cool for me. Uh, I got to listen to about, I don't know, I think I listened to like six or seven of these. Um, yeah. And I know I asked you to listen to, to some. Did you did you get a chance to listen to any of these? I listened to two, and I love this podcast. Oh, you did? I okay, good. I love it. I love her. I listened to episode six. Episode Wait, six. Just say oh, the movie. Ahead. I don't know. Just the movie. I, I don't know the episodes. I'm getting there. I'm just stating Ugh. the episode number in case anyone needs it. So what is very convenient about, uh, again, how she's cataloging these is, is the episode title is the film that they're going to talk about. So I clicked on episode six, which was Ordinary People, the 1980 ah. directorial debut of Robert, Robert Redford. Sure. The guest is Steve Almond. Um, he is a writer. This episode made me ugly face cry. <laughs> <laughs> it did. It was full on, you know, the eyes, the twitching nose, the curled, like shivering lips. It was the whole thing with yeah. like the It'll red inflamed face. This particular film, I clicked on it. You know, my aunt showed me this film when I was a kid. And, uh, you know, her eldest brother died when unexpectedly. And when they were, you know, they were, he was pretty young. And that created quite a ripple in the family. And I think this movie really resonated with her. But what she didn't realize is she was showing me a film about a young person living with depression, which for me was an opportunity to see some of myself and some of my. I don't know what my reaction was the first time out. It's become a film that I've absorbed so deeply and it's been so deeply absorbed into my family culture, especially Mm. uh, my brothers and myself, that it's almost impossible for me to figure out what my initial feelings were because so I have so many complicated and intense feelings about it Mm. that have really pervaded. This film is really, really beautiful. And so it meant something to me the first time I ever saw it. It meant a lot to me. And I saw it when I was like 12. So, you know, Mm -hmm. it left an impression. And uh, this particular guy, uh, Steve Almond, talked about how it was the first time he was ever allowed to see male vulnerability on the screen and how much that meant to him. So it, that particular episode, oh, God, I mean, it, it's it's sort of a good cry. It's a cry where it's like you're really connecting with somebody. So that they're episode all sort of, They're all different. Tore um, me up. You know, obviously it's different guests. It's a different movie. So every, yeah. every episode's a little different. I don't want to get too into because I, I really want people to listen to this. They're easy to listen to. I was so a little easy. hesitant uh, about uh, recommending it because I thought it might be ending. Like I thought it was ended. But I just read on their Facebook page um, that they will have new episodes coming out in September. So you have plenty of time Yay. to go through. Yeah, to go through the entire catalog. It'll be really easy. It's super so addictive. 
Um, and what I did, I, I didn't listen to everything. I can't wait to listen to more. Um, but I, obviously yeah. you just sort of, you go toward the movies that you like or know at least. Yes. So I did the Kill Bill uh, episode. I did. In Kill Bill 2, we see the bride pursuing her revenge again. But we also see her persevere, as I mentioned before. One of my favorite scenes in the movie is when she has been left for dead in a coffin, buried underground, and she just tries her best to get out of it by hitting with her hand, literally her hand, the coffin top above her. And it is such a great metaphor for the entire movie, which is just, she will persist, she will persist, she will persist, and she will find her way out. I listened to the Bridget Jones diary episode because I love the friggin' first Bridget Jones. Love it. And it it. was such a good episode. It was such a good episode. So you have the host and then the guest was Samantha Powell, who's also a writer. Mm -hmm. And they're talking about this film that so many women love. And at the end of the near the end of the episode, you know, the 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 host kind of laughs because she's like, you know, when you when you think about this character of Bridget Jones, it's pretty incredible because I'm Latina, you're a black woman, and we both love this white blonde lady. (laughs) (laughs) And it's true. Bridget Jones was just like such a I'm a little embarrassed of how much I like it. You know, I'll still watch it to this day. I'll be like, oh, this is such a good Bridget Jones afternoon. And it's a freaking love love story, which I'm not a love story person. But, man, I love that movie and that interview, listening to both of them talk about why they love Bridget Jones. You know, she was a hot mess. She didn't have her shit together. But she was a working woman who had her own apartment and she was found a way to survive. And in the end, she gets the guy, you know, like, mm-hmm. it's just great. Yeah, yeah, so I so love, love, mess, love this podcast. Right, listen to that one. <laughs> if you're a hot I, I listened mess. to that. Oh, The Nightmare Before Christmas was another one I listened to. That one was awesome. Oh. Just a thoroughly entertaining uh, podcast that uh, I think everyone should listen to. I think everybody will like it. And it also You'll begs, find something. It you'll begs find, the like, question, you'll find a movie. Carrie. Carrie. Huh. Why? Th- Why? This, Why? This begs the question. Why? What is your favorite movie? Or what movie affected you the most? Oh, um, I, you know, that question always makes me so nervous because I forget that I know the answer. It's okay. You can, you can use whatever, like you can, you can be like, this is my favorite in this category. Oh, you do? No, I do. I know my answer, but sometimes I forget that I know my answer because apparently I'm entering that stage of my existence. Lay it on me. John Waters' first hairspray. I mean, John Waters' only hairspray. So hairspray was remade. That is not the one for me, but the original hairspray. Love that movie. See, I'm, what I'm is learning yours? things about you in this podcast. <laughs> What's yours? Well, uh, you're probably not going to, this is not going to be new for you. Um, but, you know, I had to sort of break break up things in my head. Is it Was it a good movies that affected me? You know, like, you know, great movies that I love. Uh, deep, you know, dark, probably, you know, epic trilogies or... You know, they, they, and I was like, no, that's not what affected me the most. It, it, what affected me the most, it, it's, it's going back to my childhood. Um, and then there, so there was a group of movies that I watched over and over and over as a kid. Uh, back to the Future, um, 
uh, Pee Wee's Big Adventure was another mm-hmm. one. Uh, Little mm-hmm. Shop, Little Shop of Horrors uh, oh, was another Little one. Shop of Horrors. So these are yeah. uh, Three Amigos for some reason. Uh, oh my these god, all, this one's so funny. There's just a bunch of movies that I watched, you know, on VHS. That's yeah. what that's what old people used to watch movies on for you young folks. VHS. It was a, <laughs> a giant plastic giant <laughs> that eventually degraded into garbage. Uh, so, but. We would watch them until the movies literally degraded into garbage. So, yeah. <laughs> um, but the the one that affected me the most is yeah. Jim Henson's The Muppet Movie. Uh, Jim Henson affected my life. He's one of those uh, people that if I could ever meet in a fake, you know, island situation uh, or right. dinner situation, it's Jim Henson on my right hand side. Yep. Wow. So that's mine. All right. Those are my two right. picks. I pick I love uh, the Dan and Cody podcast. Yes, uh, look them up, great subscribe, podcast. follow. Yep. Uh, and this movie changed me. Uh, mm-hmm. Another fantastic, completely edible podcast. Well your... produced. All right, let's get through the lightning round. Okay, Josh, what are you watching? It no longer has to be Netflix exclusive. I want you to go ahead and branch out into all your media providers. Yeah. Uh, okay. Um, but uh, this is a, 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 I don't watch very many reality shows just in general. That's one area of pop culture I'm, I don't, I'm, I'm not into. Um, any kind of reality. I, well, I take it back. I watch The Voice, but, and that's, I'm actually surprised I just admitted that to anyone <laughs> who's listening to, but Okay, I listen to The Voice, not talking about The Voice, uh, but as far as reality show goes, uh, there's there's one that I thoroughly enjoy. Uh, it's called Alone. Uh, mm-hmm. Alone, not Alone with a question mark, sorry, I said that weird. It's just called Alone, uh, and it is basically what it sounds like. It's one of those adventure survival shows, um, but that ah. literally, um, it's... The, the the show that I've always wanted ever since like all those Survivor Man type shows came on and it was just drop somebody in the middle of nowhere and, and see how long they can last in some sort of crazy climate and that's what the show is it like starts off with however many people 12 20 people something like that uh, and literally drops them off in the wilderness um, all alone they have their own they have to use their own cameras and they set up you know stationary cameras and they have their own cameras and uh, they just, whoever lasts the longest wins like $50,000 or $100,000 or whatever it is. Um, mm. And it, they have to deal with nature and the weather. And those are the biggest things, weather and nature and just like animals and stuff like that and hunger. Um, and then dealing with being by themselves, um, which is, takes out more than a few people. So survive. I see when you say that, that they get, that takes out people, they're not dying, right? They're just not on the show anymore. No, they come in. <laughs> no, but they'll, some people are like, they're on the brink, you know what I mean? And so they have like health, health checks sometimes. And there's been Fuck. a bunch of people that have been like, you know, you, you've lost too much body weight. Like you're too skinny for oh your God. health. We have to, we have to actually pull you out. And like these people lose like, 50 60 70 pounds just and they look emaciated and like it's it's terrible it's horrifying and i love it so i like watching (laughs) other people struggle in a situation that i'll never be in i love that as you're like eating i'm like what i'm like eating a piece i'm like eating pizza yeah (laughs) i'm like that looks easy sitting on your lazy boy it's it's just a bear dude chill out you know (laughs) 
All right. So my recommendation is uh, available on Netflix. It is a documentary series called Losers. <laughs> this documentary series interviews some. Uh, oh, I know top- this one. Yeah. Interviews top athletes, people who, you know, made it to the highest level of their sport, but then, (laughs) but then blew it. Um, And it's pretty cool. They tell like the whole story. A lot of the stories are shown in animation, which I really enjoyed because obviously they didn't have footage. So a lot of it's told in animation, but they do have some old footage from the actual, you know, historical event. And then uh, they are able to interview the people that were involved, you know, and usually the the athletes themselves so i loved this series i got a lot out of it um it just kind of tells you a lot about what happens to the people who don't make it to the cover of the wheaties box um so i really really recommend it i think it's absolutely fantastic for everybody losers losers okay josh yes carrie what are you reading oh you know i'm not reading anything why do you even ask me this i don't know uh, what am I reading? Let's see. Uh, I'm going to read this, the back of this uh, skinny pop white cheddar popcorn that I have sitting here. Uh, <laughs> I knew it would come down to the back of some sort of yeah. like, food packaging. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, I, yeah. No, okay. I, I don't, it's, not, it's not a thing. I, you're, are you kidding me? I watch too much television and listen to mm. too many podcasts. Too many podcasts? <laughs> and okay. I read about too much Game of Thrones, but I already said that stuff, so... <laughs> That's we're true. down. We're already episode three down to the back of a popcorn bag. <laughs> We've reached the fucking. Okay. Um, the book I am reading is uh, it was a New York Times bestseller. So, you know, I, people Fancy. may have already heard of it. Um, it's called Killers of the Flower Moon. I did start reading this book and then I went to that dreamers book that I talked about a couple episodes ago and then I finished that and now I'm back to reading this. This is how I read books. If you're thinking I have trouble focusing, you are correct. So the book is by David Gran. Uh, It is nonfiction. It is about in the 1920s, uh, the richest richest people per capita in the world were members of the Osage tribe in Oklahoma. They had chosen their own land basically you know to be sentenced to as we did with the native americans but it turns out that they ended up on a massive oil reserve and when this was found out of course they started making a lot of money Um, and then they mysteriously started showing up dead one by one all over the place and this you know led to quite a scandal and an investigation and this book uh, tells that story and it's quite good very well written and, you know, historically disturbing, as so many historical sure. books are. But I recommend it. It's great. When, when, do, uh, when do you read? Like, when do you read before bed, in the morning, when, in the I car? I usually read before... Mm-hmm, no, no, not in the car. Um, I usually read before bed. I have, like, this whole set of pillows that are, like, my reading pillows that I really uh-huh. like. So I also have a lamp that's specifically my reading lamp. And I usually read in bed, but on my days off... I like reading when I eat my lunch. Do you have like a little <laughs> nook, like a, a reading nook? Yeah, I've got like a little table in the corner of the kitchen where I like to sit or sometimes I'll just sit at my desk because my desk faces, you know, the window in the living room and um, it's it's a book nice in view, one Book actually. in one hand, petting the cat in the other. Yes, exactly. And also trying to eat lunch. Cup of coffee at your side. Picking the cat hairs out of my lunch as my hand goes from cat to lunch. Oh, yeah, exactly. That changed, yeah, the, that changed the visual, actually. 
Yeah, I recommend that book. Um, All right, so you're recommending books on the uh, New York Times bestseller list. Cool. Yeah, I know. I'm sorry. I didn't pick a more obscure one. I will be, uh, I do have a more obscure one that I totally plan to plug. I'll do that next episode. It's fantastic. But this is actually what I'm reading right now. So there you go. Okay. Okay. Final, final lightning round. Josh, what song is stuck in your head or what artist musical oh, um, artist are you totally so digging right now had to find out through my daughter what's popular so she sure. gave me a whole list of stuff no mm-hmm. actually uh, it's funny you were talking about like uh, like hip-hop and that's like what you're what, what you find yourself being drawn to as far as yeah. music new music comes to uh, that's actually the same for me <laughs> it's the same for me ah, um yeah. which is weird because i've never been much of a hip-hop head you know so it just just raised uh, different you know alternative and classic rock and right know, uh, guitar uh, as I got, as I, yeah as i got older i got more into like bluegrass and like you know certain jazz music and it's just broaden you broaden and then yeah. as I got even older, I started going and listening to uh, whatever's like trending on YouTube. And what I find myself uh, being attracted to is uh, the not the new style of rap known as mumble rap. Uh, I could care less about that. Um, but there is a resurgence in lyrical rap, uh, which I find just amazing. So uh, there's a gentleman named Logic that just dropped, uh, and uh, as the the kids say, they dropped an album. Yeah, Uh, I know, I know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Uh, so Confessions of a Dangerous Mind, um, I listen to everything on this album, and I generally love all of it. Uh, Features a bunch of people, Gucci Mane, uh, G-Eazy, Wiz Khalifa, and then probably the most famous track so far is the track that he did with Eminem, which is sort of like the goat with one of the new kids collabing and uh right what else do the kids say fire fire ass bars so i just been <laughs> just been listening to some fire ass bars by logic <laughs> nice Recommended. Uh, okay i'm all right yeah um so i don't know if i'm super behind i haven't really looked at the dates of all of these songs from this person that i've been loving i know one of her songs was featured on insecure so i can't be that behind the times but who i am currently listening to right now and i am loving is an artist called lion babe she has a song called treat me like that i cannot stop playing in my car Uh, she also has uh, a collaborative effort with um, Childish Gambino, uh, who I believe now is no longer going by that. He's just going to go by Donald Glover. Um, Donald Glover. Yeah. Jump, Jump High. And that's also just a fantastic song. So I recommend checking out Lion Babe. She's cool. so enjoyable. Can we talk about Donald Glover for just a second? Just he, a second. Is he maybe the most prolific person to ever exist? To ever exist? God, I don't know, but he's got to be pretty high up there. I mean, he's like the triple threat or whatever they used to call him, right? I mean, the guy just is talented. That goes from stand-up comedian to actor to director to writer to rapper to, like, he's got so many hats and he's great at pretty much everything everything yeah no he's he's phenomenal for this like innocent little nerdy looking dude who i saw on um what was that show that you like so much community Community. who while he and his his you know partner in crime on that show 
yes. were the best parts about that show to me. I, you know, I yes. lost interest in the show because they were all I was interested in and I just didn't see them enough. And I know you said that changed, but I already quit. But I, I never would have expected looking at like nerdy little Donald Glover <laughs> that he would be like to this be one phenomenon. of the biggest superstars on the planet. Yeah. And and but a phenomenon, not if just you don't like watch a, Atlanta. You know, if you don't watch Atlanta, watch Atlanta. You should watch Atlanta. Yeah, it's so so good. It's the, one of the weirdest he, shows on television. Um, <sighs> one of the best shows that I that I've seen in a long time. It goes from like, it comes to laugh out loud funny to super serious to like. There's you can't really you can't really contain it in any title uh, or like what it is. It's, a it's genre just all over like the place. you can't yeah. yeah. And yeah. It's so good, and the fact that he's the the brains behind all of that is is just fantastic. So let's go out on a super limb and recommend Don Glover. All things Donald all Glover. Things. Yeah. So anything Donald Glover you want, Childish Gambino, Donald Glover Community, Donald Glover Television Series, Donald Glover Film, Donald Glover Stand Up. You can't go wrong. You really just can't go wrong the guy is like just a savant from planet yeah. magnificent it's let's give a uh, shout out to danny pudi as well i enjoyed him in community a lot i don't know what he's done since community because i don't keep up with pop culture is he doing something else too um yeah he's doing stuff um i see okay. him around uh, he comes to does the chicago sketch fest every now and again so uh, oh okay I'll see so him he's when going he does into that. The, yeah. the comedy rungs yeah, yeah. for yeah, sure i'll, give him, a, for I'll sure. give him a wave and he'll be like not he <laughs> won't acknowledge you? me at all yeah it happens a lot, Carrie. You should make a coffee table book on mm-hmm. one end of every single, like the left side is you waving, just a picture yeah. of you like waving, trying to get and someone's attention. And I'm just attention. walking on by, yeah. And the other side is all the different celebrities ignoring you. Just giving me dirty looks. <laughs> exactly. It's not bad. All right. Are we out of here? Are we all we're popped done. out? Yep, let's do it. <laughs> let's, let's close it up. All right, we're pulling the plug, y'all. We'll see you in two weeks uh, for music. Oh, two weeks. Oh. Genre, music. Oh, boy. <laughs>